If I was to give it a title this morning, it would be When Weakness Becomes a Strength. The little boy was drawn to the weakness of the puppy because of the weakness in his own life. Only when we realize our own weaknesses can we relate to and help others in their weaknesses. So this morning, I want to tell you, we all have weaknesses. Mine is chocolate, savouries, wine gums, lots of things that are a weakness to me. But that's not what I want to talk about this morning. I want to ask you, what's yours? What is your weakness this morning? Could it be you're impatient? Could it be that you're lazy? Could it be you get bored easily? Could it be, well, I'm shy really. Could it be you're lethargic? Could it be you're too strict in certain areas of your life? Could it be you're selfish? Maybe greedy? Maybe stubborn? Maybe you're a bit too blunt for people? Maybe you're impulsive? Maybe you might even be aggressive? Maybe you might be sat here this morning and you might be fearful. But today, I want us to deal with weaknesses. Because every one of us here has a weakness. Weakness can be defined as any limitation we cannot change. Our weaknesses may be circumstantial. Perhaps you were born with them. Maybe your weakness might be financial. It could be relational. It could be emotional. Maybe you have a tendency to depression or fear or worry. What's your weakness this morning? It could be that your weakness is a lack of ability. Not every one of us has the same number of talents. I know that. Or it could be that your weakness is physical. Maybe you have a disability of some kind, but to you, it's a weakness. Furthermore, it could be the weakness to you has become a pest. It's a pain. It's something you could do without. The question is, what do we do with our weaknesses? I'll tell you what we normally do with them. The first thing is we deny them. Sometimes we try to defend them, or we may make excuses for the weaknesses that we have. But most of us, this is what we do. We hide them. We hide them because we don't want people to see that in you and I, there are weaknesses that stop us from being the person that God wants us to be. But I want to tell you this morning that God wants to use those weaknesses that you have because we all think that God should just use our strengths. In Isaiah 55, the Lord says, My ways are not your ways. In 1 Corinthians 1 verse 27, the Lord says, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. In 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7, he says this, 
but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. So we can overcome those weaknesses that we have in our lives. In other words, God wants to put his greatest gift in you in ordinary containers. You don't have to suffer the sting of your weaknesses. And some of us do that, don't we? The weaknesses that we have, they stop us from growing in Christ. Well, what do you do? What do you do about your weaknesses? I'll tell you what you do. You, you submit them to God. He will use them. However, in order for God to use them, we have to do some important things here. That's what we need to look at today. Here's the first thing. Identify your weakness. Knowing that your weaknesses are the first most important step for you to overcome it. You've got to identify that you've actually got it. This is where you need to be honest, not just with yourself, but you need to be honest with God. So this morning, I want you to take a deep look into your life as I have mine and identify your weaknesses. Look deep into your life because you should be able to pinpoint the sort of temptation you cannot resist at different times in your walk in life. The sort of temptation that you can easily fall into almost every time it comes your way. I want you to think about that this morning because that's how easily you can find your weaknesses. That's what God expects from you and I this morning. Concede your weaknesses. In other words, admit your weaknesses. We've all got them. God can use your weaknesses when you stop pretending you've got it all together. None of us have got it all together. There will be some weakness that stops us from being the man, the woman, the child of God that he wants us to be. When you stop hoping, you'll just go away. You get people like that, don't you? You hope that they'll go away, whatever those weaknesses are. But they keep coming back time and time and time again. We make excuses. But you have to stop blaming others for them because we get into that habit as well, don't we? We blame others for the weaknesses that we have in our lives. That can stop us from being the person that God wants us to be. So the first step is turning weaknesses into a plus rather than to a minus. It's admitting that, Lord, hey, I'm weak in this area. I need you to help me. Because if you're building a business and if you're smart, this is what you do. You look at your strengths and you look at your weaknesses. If you want your business to grow, that's what you need to do. And if you want to grow in Christ, you've got to look at your life. And what are the weaknesses that are stopping you at this moment in time? Celebrate your weaknesses. That sounds a funny thing to say. Celebrate your weaknesses. Accept them. This is tough. I know that. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12, I have cheerfully made up my mind to be proud of my weaknesses because they mean a deeper experience of the power of God. That's where we need to be this morning. We need to be in the power of God. It's not easy in this world to concede, much less celebrate the weaknesses that we have. 
They are benefits of weaknesses. Here's the first thing. Weaknesses causes us to seek God's help. God said to Paul when he was complaining about the thorn in his flesh, I am with you and I'm all you need. I want to tell you that this morning. Jesus says, I am with you and I'm all you need. Maybe you need God's power this week, today, to get through whatever those weaknesses are that prevent you from growing. You see, sometimes we don't normally realize God is all we need until he's all you've got. Until he's all you've got. And maybe you've reached that point in your life this morning where that's all I've got. Listen, that's all we need. Weakness, I'll tell you what weakness does. It prevents arrogance. Paul called his weakness thorns in the flesh. God gives thorns. They're not sin. Some are temporary. Some are removed gradually. Some last a lifetime. They keep me humble and dependent. That's where we need to be this morning. We need to be humble and dependent upon God in our lives. I'll tell you what else weakness does. It causes me, I don't know about you, but it causes me to value others. Or oh, do you value other people in your life when you come into contact with them? Strength breeds an independent spirit. God desires that you and I value each other. Value the people that we come into contact with. Whatever walk of life they come from, God values them. But do we? He wants us to spread out the gifts and abilities that we have as individuals. Because weakness can give us a ministry. Weakness can give us a ministry. God placed you on this earth to help other people, not to just live for yourself. Some of us know people exactly like that who live for themselves. Your greatest ministry will flow out of your weakness. Who can better help a person going through life and struggling than someone who has already been there? Already been there. You've done it. You've got the T-shirt. So you can empathize with people who you come into contact with who are maybe going through the same things that you have been going through. Who can help a person that's getting divorced better than a person who's already been there? How about facing unemployment? There are people here who have been in that situation who can help someone else in a similar situation. Or what about dealing with an addiction? There are people who are getting through addictions in their lives. You might see that as a weakness. God sees it as a strength. Looking after a child. It's a hard job, isn't it, to look after children today. And you know, we have people here this morning who've been through that, who can help other people, who maybe see that as a weakness in their lives. Dealing with a mental health illness. There are people in our congregation who are struggling right now with that weakness. But we can be a help to other people. I want to encourage you to get involved and talk to other people about the weaknesses that you have. No one can help better than someone who's been there and come out the other side. Aren't you glad when you came out the other side? God wants you to tell about that gladness to other people. Confess your weaknesses. I know that's socially risky. It's a risky business to admit that you have weaknesses. 
It makes us vulnerable when we confess our weaknesses. James Cook, who discovered Hawaii and other Pacific islands, was treated on one island as a god. He was worshipped by the people. He was placed on a pedestal. When he left the island, he sailed into a storm. Fearful of the winds and waves, he returned back to the island. You know what the islanders did? They murdered him and his men. He fell from his pedestal and they couldn't handle it. And sometimes we put ourselves on a pedestal and when we fall, we can't handle it. But I know a man who can. I know a man who can. Yes, it's risky to admit your weaknesses, to confess your, your, your weaknesses to other people. I'll tell you something, it is, it's a positive because it's emotionally healthy. It's emotionally healthy to share your weaknesses with other people because you'll feel better. How many times I've heard people when they've been talking to me about they want to offload stuff, they want to talk about stuff, and when they've offloaded that stuff, they feel a million times better. And it's like that with God. When you offload stuff that is a weakness to you, he puts you back up there. He builds you back up. So it's emotionally healthy. You see, we get into a habit, don't we? We try to keep up a pretense. And we create this enormous pressure on ourselves. James says this, Confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. Do you need healing this morning? You're in the right place. You're in the right place for healing this morning. It has been said that revealing is your feeling is the beginning of, of healing. Revealing your feeling is the beginning of healing. We need to do that this morning. Some things in your life will not budge until you share them with others. That's a fact. We need to share them. Why? Because we care about each other as a church, as a family. I'll tell you something else it is. When you admit your weaknesses to others, it's spiritually empowering. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. How humble are you this morning? To admit that, Lord, hey, I'm struggling. I'll admit I'm struggling with whatever it is. But grace is what we need. Not what we deserve, but it's available this morning. Grace is the power to change. Grace comes to those who are humble. The question is, how humble are you this morning? Humility is admitting weaknesses and accepting God's grace. That's tough. It's tough to do that. But we need to do that to get through life. Life is a struggle. I'll tell you something else. When you do admit your weaknesses, it's relationally attractive. It's attractive to other people. We love people who are open, honest, and vulnerable. People identify with people who struggle as they do. It's physically strengthening. God always uses weak people. And we think, God cannot use me. I'm, I'm telling you this morning, God can use you, whoever you may be. Look at Moses, the man who chose to lead Israel, was given to impulsiveness and inadequacy. Sometimes we can get like that, can't we? David, a man after God's own heart, it wasn't that he was a pure man, God made him a pure man. God can make you pure this morning. What about Abraham, the father of faith, wanted so much, 
he asked his wife to pose as his sister so the enemy wouldn't kill him and take her away from, from him. All people who you think didn't have any weaknesses, there they are, men of God who had weaknesses. Gideon, Israel faced an enemy 135,000 strong. God chose the smallest tribe, the poorest family, and the youngest kid to be Israel's deliverer. That could be you. That could be me. Well, weaknesses can be our strength. Jacob was a picture of strength, yet he was weak. He was called a conniver. He wrestled with God. Don't we sometimes do that? We wrestle with God. What happened to Jacob? God gave him a limp. God told him that he was too dependent upon God. What did he do? He assured him that he would no longer run from his problem. And he changed his name to Israel. How many of us are running from the problem? We need to come to God with whatever those weaknesses are. What about Peter the rock? Everybody thought he was stable, thought he was secure. He was anything but stable. Yet he denied the Lord. God uses weak people and he strengthens them with his strength. Not with mine, but with his. So I want us to turn this morning to our weaknesses. Right now, let's begin confessing our weaknesses in the face of temptation. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily grips us day after day, sometimes week after week, month after month, so we can run with patience the race that is set before us. It's a tough race that we're in. Some of us are just hanging on by a finger. You can be sure that if you open your heart to the word of God, you accept it, you love it, you embrace it, you'll overcome your weaknesses. The word of God equips the Christian, you and I, to overcome those weaknesses. But that only happens when the Christian holds fast. What to? Not to the world, but to the word in his heart, making it his rule of life and conduct. Is that you this morning? Or maybe it's not you this morning. Psalm 31 verse 24 says this, Be of good courage. Because you need to be courageous in order to get your life back on track. And he shall strengthen your heart. All who hope in the Lord. Where's your hope this morning? Is it in man? Is it in yourself? Is it in family? Is it in friends? Because it needs to be in God. I want you to remember this. Do not forget that the heart is your character. The heart your character. When God strengthens your heart... He gives you a stronger willpower to overcome your weaknesses, whatever they are. Because every Christian has responsibilities to fulfill in the life of his fellow Christian so that both of them can overcome challenges. Life is one big challenge. You see, Christians ought to be each other's keeper. Who's your keeper this morning? Is there someone in this church you can go to and talk to and they'll empathize with you, they'll pray with you, because you need to do that this morning. You see, strong Christians are supposed to help the weak ones who are struggling with weaknesses. So there's an invitation this morning. Find a Christian friend, brother, sister. Talk to share them, your weaknesses with them, and they'll pray with you, and you'll get through whatever it is you're struggling with. 
They'll give you comfort. They'll give you teaching. They'll give you encouragement when you need it. Because your family, your Christian family, will prompt and correct you when you're walking away from a path of holiness. How many of you are like that this morning? Walking away from a path that you knew you were heading in the right direction and for some reason went off track. Someone or something took you off track. The Bible says this, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. In the same way, if a Christian has other Christians as as his companions, he surrounds himself with a host of holy men and women whose lives will inspire, will challenge them to lead a holy life to overcome those weaknesses. That Christian will draw on the wealth of inspiration from his fellow Christians, especially the strong ones. Do you need a strong Christian this morning to help you get through? Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed about that because that could be me. But I'm asking you to do something about it this morning, especially the strong ones that we have in the church. They can help you get through those faults that are stopping you from being the man, the woman of God that he wants you to be. The family of Christians is going to be able to check on you on a daily basis, if that's what it takes, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. Whenever the need is there, we need to bring that to God. And in that, we need to apply willpower, we need to apply prayer, we need to apply resilience, and we need to fellowship with each other, and we'll get through. Why? Because we're walking in victory this morning. We are on the victory side. And sometimes I think we forget that when we let those weaknesses take over. We are on the victory side. Always remember that overcoming your weakness is not an option. It's a necessary service you should render to God. Salvation calls for it. We've been celebrating salvation this morning. I'm going to ask the band if they'll, if they'll come up. And as they're coming up, I want to share this with you because it could be you out there. Listen to this. I may be absolutely artless and altogether brainless, not forgetting careless, feeling so defenseless, everything is effortless, and I know that I'm not faultless. Everybody says I'm gormless. Friends all say I'm hopeless. To cap it all, I'm jobless. I might as well get legless. Everything seems so meaningless. Some would even say needless. I'm standing here penniless, feeling kind of restless. What's more, people say I'm sackless. My teeth have gone, so now I'm even toothless. I agree, I'm totally feeling useless. And now I'm thinking I'm even worthless. But God says, I love you nonetheless, which leaves me feeling Speechless. Bless you. Thank you, Sam. It says in God's word that anyone who calls.